1: How the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness. And how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette live on com, And now, here's your host,
2: Dr. DeVette. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, the doctor, and he is in, uh, Dr. Peter DeVette, uh, here with uh, Susan Spence, in the studio here at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. We're going to be talking today about natural cures for heartburn and stomach ulcers. So... Natural Cures for Heartburn and Stomach Ulcers. For those of you that um, have been afflicted with or have uh, uh, currently are afflicted with uh, heartburn problems, reflux problems, gastrofis- uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease, if you've had those terms heard uh, used against you, then uh, this is the show for you. And if you've had a stomach ulcer, then uh, also most definitely. An opportunity to, for you to hear what the real causes are behind stomach ulcer disease and uh, the most effective natural treatments to re- not only control it but reverse it. These are all fully reversible illnesses. Uh, you also may hear terms like hiatal hernia or hiatal hernia, and uh, that's, uh, that term is, is also often used for a situation where the, the upper part of the stomach actually protrudes into the chest through the diaphragm, and uh, that is uh, often a precursor to heartburn and reflux disease. We can talk about why that happens, why we have an epidemic of heartburn in our society, just like so many other other epidemics, and how to go about resolving this at its source. You know, the root causes... Uh, are almost always neglected in, nat- in conventional medicine. And yet, uh, even in natural medicine, oftentimes we're just treating symptoms with natural substances, which are better, but not always uh, a panacea either. You know, so we have to go even deeper than that and actually figure out you know, what the code is behind the disease. You know, There's an unwritten code behind every illness uh, that uh, can be defined clearly and can be tracked down and resolved. And when you do that... Uh, you have a much, much better likelihood of long-term resolution, long-term cures you know, for these afflictions that are becoming more and more common. Now, uh, Susan, when we talk about reflux disease, you know, there are certain uh, other health challenges that are very closely associated, certain other um, things that uh, predispose us, conditions that predispose us to a heartburn uh, and reflux disease.
3: Um, That would be uh, overeating. If you eat more food volume than you make stomach acid for, that will cause a tremendous amount of reflux. Um, Drinking uh, a lot of liquids while you eat uh, dilutes your digestive juices and the acidity is not strong enough. Uh, If the acidity is not strong enough, uh, things sort of stagnate, ferment, and... uh, produce gas, and you will experience uh, the reflux.
2: Right. And and also, you know, other precursors to or contributors to or predisposing factors to heartburn would be things like obesity. So just mm-hmm. having more girth around the middle, you know, by definition, is going to put more pressure on the stomach. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're so, sitting down, laying down, I mean, you're literally leaning up against that uh, abdomen and it pushes, uh, you know, up on the stomach itself and the esophagus. And, of course, the two go together, too. If you overeat, you uh, more likely to suffer from obesity. <laughs> and if you're not digesting properly or, or do too many f- uh, fluids, as you said, when you eat, you know, that to dilute your digestive juices and acid, um, that uh, also, you know, can certainly be a contributor.
3: Uh, also, uh, when I used to have to eat under stress in the OR. I literally only had like six or seven minutes to cram it in. I would experience uh, indigestion, reflux, uh, things that I don't usually experience. So, you know, just trying to cram it all down. A lot of people um, talk and swallow a lot while they eat. And when you do, you swallow a lot of air if you try to talk and talk and eat at the same time. That'll do it.
2: Well, you know, if you're talking and eating and the two are going on slowly that's fine but uh, if you you know if you talk and eat you know i think the worst thing that people do is is they eat in their cars they eat Mm -hmm. on the go they don't sit down at a table with other people you know to to really calm down and to enjoy their food Mm -hmm. you know they're eating fast food they're eating junk that is tasteless by and large and um you know and so when you're eating tasteless food, you want to get it down as quickly as you can, so you mm-hmm. scarf it down. And you're right, you know, in in my profession and uh, in your uh, in our profession, you know, you as a nurse practitioner and you know um, nurse anesthetist, and me as a MD, you know, uh, we were both um, trained in environments where there's constant pressure, where you'd never know, you know, um, when you're in the OR, you don't know, you know, you're going to get a five-minute break for. Or lunch or a 50-minute a break, you know. What do I just... want to do the
3: most? I want to pee or eat? <laughs> 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 Pick one. That's a, that's and, a and dilemma. And then you don't even, if you take time to wash your hands twice, oh my, now you're really out of time.
2: <laughs> and I, I learned in, in medical school to eat very, very fast. I was always a slow eater. I always got in trouble because I was the last one to finish eating, and I really enjoyed, you know, I followed the, you know, the credo of chewing my food 20 times before I swallow every bite, you know, so, but you cannot do that as an MD, uh, working at emergency rooms and, and, uh, or OR, or whatever service, you know, you just, just have to kind of scarf it down, swallow. Otherwise you don't get, (laughs) you go hungry the rest of the day because you leave your food behind. So, um, so that's, you know, those, but those are, habits are very common in our society. As I said, you know, people are unconscious in their eating. They're eating while they're running um, or driving or going. And uh, that's, you know, there's no uh, time, downtime to take that meal. You know, people do that with breakfast. You know, they stop at McDonald's drive through, they get, um, you know, <clears throat> breakfast sandwich and uh whatever greasy oily junky um potato dish or whatever and then you know uh usually swallow that down with a a diet coke or a you know or actual soft drink uh, or even coffee you know ca- caffeine uh, inc- can also be irritating to intestinal tract, especially if you're not drinking drink enough water. If you don't, uh, <clears throat> if you're already s- semi-dehydrated, another reason why we see uh, so much reflux, by the way, is dehydration. You know, um, because if you're not, um, if you're not getting enough fluid in to your system, uh, you know, uh, oftentimes we also mistake the signals for thirst for the signals for food. So uh, you know, that's another reason why people overeat stuff themselves because they, they have forgotten that the signals for, for uh, <clears throat> water intake or the, for thirst is very similar in the brain to the signals for hunger. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and Susan, the other reason why we see so much reflux and stomach ulcers and so forth is because of the quality of food. So, food quality, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you have to say about, uh, you know, <clears throat> modern Age food quality.
3: Most of our foods are cooked, which is a tremendous uh, drain on the pancreas to produce all of the enzymes we need uh, to digest the food. If you were to take uh, a wild animal that eats only raw food, their pancreas, based on their body weight, is infinitely smaller than ours is. Ours is overgrown uh, to compensate for um, all the Cooked food that we eat. Uh, if you eat uh, food that is vitally alive, sun ripened, organic, preferably, uh, the enzymes, Some of the enzymes for digestion are still present uh, in the plant.
2: Yeah, that that makes a, a lot of sense, and um, and that's that's absolutely critical to understand. You know, if you eat fresh produce. Especially off of your own land, that's freshly picked, it is full of natural enzymes. And if you chew it properly, you activate those enzymes. Or if you juice it, or um, blend it, you know you get activation. And by the way, that's why you know you can't leave uh, juiced uh, fruits or vegetables very long because it goes brown very quickly. There's those an- enzymes that are acting that's oxidizing the food. Um, you know so. When you eat uh, meals and, and, and food that has uh, no enzymes, that is deprived of enzymes uh, and acid, it makes it very very hard to you know to complete that digestive process. Yeah, you know, so it is absolutely vital, you know, to get uh, you know, to get your uh, to eat food that is rich with with enzymes, uh, with its own natural enzymes, to minimize the food um, uh, that uh, that you know is is, is dead uh, as a dodo. Something else that I learned a while back is that there's what's called the vitality rating of foods. Maybe you've you've heard of that, but there's you can actually uh, measure the vitality in food based on the energy contained in it. You know, so and it's more than just the calories. It literally is is life force itself. You know, the chi of food. So there's an energy field around your food, and if you pick something f- fresh off your own land, it is absolutely. It has huge energy. On the other hand, even if you go to the store and you get uh, vegetables and fruits off the shelf that's been sitting there for you know a week, um, you know it's going to be much reduced. And if it's in a package, you know, or in a refrigerator somewhere, it's going to have virtually none. You know, so that vitality rating, um, you know, is, is something to be aware of. And that's that's one of the uh, the good reasons you know to be more proactive. By the way, if you, if you go to your local store where they sell, um, you know, fresh produce from the land in your area, you know, farmers' markets and so forth. Much, much better. We're going to have, uh, come right back after this break. Uh, if you're listening, you can give us a call. You're at uh, QHI Wellness eight seven seven four eight four nine seven three five. If you're listening live, you can call us in the studio at 866-404-6519, 866-404-6519.
4: And we'll be right back after this break. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta.
1: This is Dr. Peter DeBette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on TuggingNet.com. The IRS can and will track your income. Can you? It's time to bulletproof your taxes. Yes, bulletproof your taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. As a business owner, you know that tax deductions can lower your tax liability, but deciding which expenses are deductible and how to claim them can be confusing, frustrating, and ultimately costly when you're wrong. Former IRS Audit Supervisor Nellie Williams will help you learn what is deductible and when to take that deduction to avoid raising IRS. IRS Red Flags. She'll teach you how to survive an IRS audit so you don't have to pay more tax, interest, or penalties. Each week, Nelly will be here to teach us, as entrepreneurs and small business owners, how to pay our fair share and not a penny more. Check out her website, BulletproofYourTaxes.com. Then join us for Bulletproof Your Taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the
0: Rockstar Radio Network. Hi, my name's John Martin. And I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. (laughs) You heard me right 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. DeVette's clinic a call at 877-484-9735. That's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735. Or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today. And oh, by the way, Tell him John Martin sent you.
4: Doctor, doctor, give me the news I got
0: Welcome back to Dr.
1: Peter DeBet Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVet Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your
2: host, Dr. Peter DeBett we're back. Uh, Again, you're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette live, Um, Susan Spence in the studio with me. Uh, We work work together here at at QHR Wellness where we practice integrative medicine, combining the very best of natural medicine with the essentials of conventional medicine for a healthier you. And our motto is, most cost-effective medicine is getting healthy. So if you're out there dealing with chronic this or chronic that, any chronic illness, you know, your quality of life sucks when that happens. And also, you know, your your quantity uh, goes down because most people, when they don't feel good, they don't want to be on this planet for, for that long if it just constitutes suffering. And the, the problem, Susan, is that in conventional medicine, it's all about treating symptoms. And one of the most... Uh, well, actually, the, the, the biggest seller of all drugs, did you notice, know the, the, the drug that... Uh, you know, that sells the most um, tablets in the world or which most tablets are sold is uh, acid blocker. So the whole acid blocker category Mm -hmm. is the biggest money maker for the pharmaceutical industry. And you can understand that when you look at the incidence of reflux disease, heartburn, you know, in the number of people that are not just uh, using prescription uh, and acids, but the ones that are using over-the-counter mm-hmm. you know, uh, acid blockers, which are now uh, available you know, f- you know, all over the place. So from Pridosec to Prevacid to um, <clears throat> Protonix, I mean, you name it, uh, they are all available now over-the-counter, and most people are just self-medicating and destroying their capacity to make acid. And this is what people don't realize. It's like, okay, you go to heartburn, you go to the pharmacy, you get a uh, a Prilosec, and you take that. Have you helped or hurt yourself? I mean, yep, uh, the symptom goes away, and you, you feel good because you have no heartburn, just like the ads show you mm-hmm. on TV. You know? But what you've just done is you've pulled the plug completely and utterly on your acid production. So for at least 24 to 48 hours after that one tablet, you don't make any acid. And there's a reason why God gave us acid in our stomachs. You know, There's a reason why we make acid. And it's absolutely critical. And that acid, by the way, if it's the normal, healthy acid production, is extraordinarily powerful acid. I mean, you it take is. a drop <laughs> of stomach acid and you drop it on a piece of steel, it'll eat a hole in that piece of steel. That's how strong it is. You know, <clears throat> so um, the pH of acid formed in the stomach is two. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a pH of one is the acid you buy, <clears throat> that you pour into the swimming pool, you know, to <laughs> that would burn... The heck out of any metal uh, or anything else, any organic matter, uh, and if you get a drop of that stuff, it'll burn a hole in your skin. But pH 2 is pretty close behind, if I've you think ne- about it.
3: I've never seen a gastroenterologist test for that. It's just amazing to me.
2: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And now I've, I've you know, they, they developed the original technology to do it. But they do it for research, not for patient care. It's called the Heidelberg test. The Heidelberg test is where you swallow a little capsule with a little uh, transmitter in it, and it goes through your intestinal tract, and it measures the pH as it goes along. You literally take a little meter uh, device and track the capsule, and it gives you the readings mm-hmm. on the pH. So it tells you what's you know the pH in the esophagus as it goes down, the pH in the, in the stomach, and the the pH and the small bowel. So you can tell a lot about the digestive process as you go along.
3: Well, uh, people who do that long-term really mess up their bones because you can't absorb calcium or magnesium very well, and not to mention those are big nutrients, but all your micro-minerals too, like zinc and copper and manganese, you need uh, acidity to uh, be able to properly assimilate those, to break them off from... The foods they're attached to and absorb them. Also, you ruin your first line of defense against um, infections and uh, parasites.
2: That's right. You know the stomach. Uh, you know, literally sterilizes your food if you're eating healthy and if you're eat- eating foods that are vibrant and full of nutrients and and if you have a strong uh, intestinal um, tract. You know, strong constitution. So, uh, and when people don't make those acids. It literally causes an invasion of of infectious organisms into the small bowel. Small bowel is supposed to be sterile. You know, you know if you take samplings of the small bowel, you're not supposed to see infections there. But uh, in uh, in most people in our country that are on antacids and acid blockers, they do have overgrowth of organisms, including parasites. You know, uh, funguses and uh, pathogenic bacteria in that uh, in that small bell. Mm. So, but the the interesting thing about those drugs too is that uh, there's a lot of people that already come with a weak constitution to start with. So if you're born, for example, with a type A blood type, blood type A's uh, have a a great deal uh, higher uh, incidence of uh, poor acid production to start with. And um, also, oftentimes, don't make enough of what's called intrinsic factor, which is critical for the binding of B12. So, you have to make enough acid to absorb B12, but then you also have to make that intrinsic factor that goes with acid production. Otherwise, you become B12 deficient. So, um, you know, that's, that's also uh, an interesting thing because, um, you know, these, these acid blocking drugs. Cause major deficiencies will contribute to major deficiencies in, in b twelve as well, and so you get neurological damage because of, because of them
4: mm-hmm.
2: and by the way, Susan, uh, do you know what percentage of people actually are uh, that have heartburn actually have too much acid production in their stomachs? If
3: I had to guess, I would say probably only about five or ten percent
2: absolutely right ten percent so if you take a hundred people with acid reflux disease and you did a heidelberg test on them and there's actually a modified heidelberg test that's very interesting you take a one of those little um, transmitter capsules and you tie a little string to it and you have people swallow have you done that
3: i made my own one time and then i got scared i got to (laughs) thinking after i swallowed it i said okay what if it goes too far and i can't pull it back and uh I made it out of a piece of gauze and some dental floss, and I swallowed it, and I thought, well, this is silly, because when I drag it back out, I'll be dragging it through um, a more alkaline pH, so it won't even be accurate, I sat there for about five minutes with it, and I pulled it back out. So I don't know how far it got. <laughs>
2: That's like going fishing. <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't hard to do. It's a, it's a good party trick. It's like swallow, so keep bring it right back. Uh, so, but um, yeah, and and what they so when they did those the the tests on uh, people with reflux um, symptoms, they found something very interesting. When they when they dangled the capsule just above the esophageal sphincter. They found, um, you know, of course, that's, you know, they find that there's increased acid in the esophagus, but when they go into the stomach and they actually dangle it into the stomach, they find that 90% of people that have reflux disease either had uh, a too little acid or normal acid production. So, so how does too little acid, you know, translate to heartburn? How does that work? Well, uh, it, it's, it's very easy to explain. If you, if you have too little acid... Then you cannot digest proteins properly, and um, and so that what happens is protein meals sit in the stomach for too long. So there's actually increased um, fluid that accumulates from all the digestive juices plus the food that you're not able to digest, and then eventually it'll tend to go back up in the wrong direction. You know, as the stomach is trying to grind it to a pulp, and uh, you know because the stomach is literally a little bit like the mouth, it'll grind food you know, and uh, pulverize it uh, even more. But if you don't chew your food properly or if you don't have enough acid in the stomach, you just can't do the job. You know, so you, instead of having a transit time from top to bottom of eight hours or less, people have transit times sometimes that are days long, you know, so two, three days, you know, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and longer. <laughs> and, and longer, you know, some some have... You know debris in their intestinal tract that is literally years old. You know, you know what the what the world record is on uh, stool in the, uh, in the bow in the large bowel uh, the amount wise pounds. No, sixty pounds. Sixty pounds. How no, I mean, that I, hurt. You know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it was nauseating, <laughs> and, and the cause <laughs> reflux. <flows. laughs>
2: now that's when you start uh, vomiting. Uh, what's supposed to come out,
3: the bottom, and <laughs> <Okay.
2: clears throat> I've seen that happen, and it's uh, it's absolutely.
3: And you know what uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: no, no doubt. You know, when, when that when that happens, if somebody has an intestinal blockage, but um, sometimes it's you know it's, it's debris <clears> or <throat> stool in the bowel itself that is the blockage. So some people with heartburn is re- are literally literally backed up to the top. Uh, so now, when we talk about uh, reflux disease and stomach ulcers. Um, and by the way, we haven't touched on stomach ulcers yet. Let's just quickly talk about that. The same information we just gave you on reflux disease applies to stomach ulcers because most people with stomach ulcers actually have too little acid production, not too much, the, or or just the normal amounts, and somehow the protection of the intestinal, of the stomach lining is gone. So there's a mucus layer that is supposed to... to Protect that that uh, mucus membrane, and if that mucus uh, layer is gone, for whatever reason, because of what you're eating, you know, some of the caustic substances that we eat, you know, <clears throat> that washes it away, uh, or you know, some of the drugs that we take, and it's by and large drug induced. You know, so so many uh, stomach ulcers. We say that infections are part of it, but there's uh, there's more to it. So it's infection. With a very co- uh, common uh, uh, bacteria that we're going to talk about after the break, and then the second component is, you know, is literally, um, you know, also a uh, washing away of that mucous layer because of the drugs that are used. So we're going to talk about that right after this break uh, that is coming up. By the way, if you want more information on how to treat uh, stomach ulcers and uh, reflux disease naturally, you can go to shopqhi.com. Shop qhi.com. Look up acid reflux disease protocol, acid reflux disease protocol, and uh, you will see uh, there uh, the regimen that I use on most of my patients <clears throat> successfully. And uh, we're going to talk more about stomach ulcer treatment uh, and uh, the subject in, in broader terms when we come back uh, from this break. So. So folks who are listening, you can also call us at 877 484 We'll be right back after this break. Doctor,
4: doctor, give me the news, I got a...
1: This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will
0: be right back after these on toginet.com. pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of phlegm away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVant Live
2: And we're back. Uh, You're listening to Dr. Peter debate live with uh, Susan Spence here with me. And we're talking about natural cures for reflux disease and uh, stomach ulcers. So natural cures for heartburn and stomach ulcers is the title of today's show. And, of course, heartburn, the most common cause is reflux uh, disease. Gastroesophageal reflux disease is uh, the fancy name uh, for it. So I wanted to... Also, uh, you know, just comment a little bit on uh, stomach ulcers and uh, the the etiology, the causes of stomach ulcers. So we know that there's uh, an infection involved in the vast majority of people that uh, develop stomach ulcers, and it's caused by an organism called Helicobacter pylori, and uh, a very, very interesting history because stomach ulcers, when I trained, when I went through medical school, uh, it's usually treated... With and acid drugs and also surgery. So it was not uncommon for surgeons to take half of the stomach or all of the stomach out uh, because of stomach ulcers. It was not uncommon for them to cut the nerves that uh, provided um, innervation for uh, the stomach to help uh, that stomach make uh, make enough acids. So they're literally little, uh, what we call parasympathetic nerves, um, that's uh, part of the parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, that uh, causes the stomach to produce acid. The sympathetic nervous system, which is part of the fight or flight response, literally counters uh, the production of acid. So uh, here's an interesting thing: when you are under a lot of stress, when you're under a lot of stress, instead of your stomach making more acid, it actually decreases acid production in some, uh, in many instances, um, and so. You know, when people say, well, you know, I have heartburn because of too much st- acid in my stomach, that is not necessarily true because it's the parasympathetic nervous system that, uh, that literally activates acid production. But what the uh, sympathetic nervous system does is it stops the peristaltic movements in the gut and it's uh, so that you cannot clear your stomach. So food just sits there because the bloodstream uh, is, re- you know, blood is re- redirected to those tissues that are critical for survival. So when you talk about a fight-or-flight response, you know the blood will go to your brain, it will go to your heart, and it will go to your liver and kidneys, and it will go to your muscles so that you can move quickly, so you can get out of harm's way. And when you're dealing with chronic stress, of course, that... Uh, that uh, shift or that impulse does not uh, d- does not disappear; it doesn't wane, uh, and that causes the stomach to literally not be able to work properly so again, that uh, c- corroborates what we we're talking about when we said that most people with reflux disease don't have too much acid, they actually have too little acid production or <clears throat> so-called normal acid production, and the whole Uh, Heartburn process is happening because of another mechanism, which is the stomach not working properly, and oftentimes uh, uh, the propulsion going in the wrong direction, so there's literally movements in the gut called peristaltic movements that normally propel food from the mouth down all the way to the anus, and uh, so when that, those peristaltic movements go into spasm or they go in the opposite direction, you can get nausea, you can get reflux disease, you can get vomiting, uh, or you can just get an intestinal tract that is not working properly, like, for instance, constipation and also irritable bowel <clears throat> disease uh, often also happens because there's, uh, you know, your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system in the gut itself is not working properly. So uh, needless to say, stress also plays a huge role Uh, in uh, the development of reflux disease and heartburn. And uh, that's something that we've known for decades, uh, maybe for thousands of years. You know, when you're nervous, when you're overwhelmed, when you're about to go on stage, when you're, you know, uh, waiting for an exam to take place, when, uh, you know, there's bad things happening at, uh, at home that is causing stress, all of that leads to the stomach itself being impaired in its functions. Um... Again, puts you in fight or flight, fight, fight or freeze response, and uh, as a result, uh, you get these uh, these symptoms also that develop. So when we talk about stomach reflux disease and peptic ulcer disease, we often say, "What is it that I cannot stomach?" You know. So in the English language, we're constantly using terms that remind us what it is that we are carrying. Uh, So, for instance, again, you know, we would say. You know, I, this I just cannot stomach this situation. You know, <laughs> or I just cannot. Uh, you know, I just can't swallow this. You know, this is too hard for me to swallow. Um, so the body, literally, you know, uh, you know we use our, in the English language terms that literally reflect what the biology is carrying. And so I'm ta- Susan. As as I'm talking about um, you know some of the contributing factors to reflux disease. You know, I was talking about the autonomic nervous system uh, being dysfunctional in reflux disease, stomach ulcers. And uh, it's very paradoxical because uh, different from what most people think. Because when you have sympathetic overload, when you are stressed, you literally have decreased acid production, not increased right. acid production. Right. And you have decreased peristalsis, not increased peristalsis, whereas the parasympathetic right. nervous system does the exact opposite so it's actually when you again that that's that's why if you're eating it's always good to sit down and have a quiet dinner with uh, people that you like you know having a quiet conversation that's actually very good for your digestion Mm -hmm. versus you know uh, eating on the run when your sympathetic nervous system is in overload you know going going for it because then you don't make the acids, you don't make the digestive juices, and you don't even propulse, uh, you know, the, the propelling of foo- food downwards through intestinal tract from top to bottom is, uh, is dysfunctional, becomes dysfunctional. I mentioned the fact that, you know, so many of the diseases mm-hmm. that we deal with, intestinal diseases, gastroesophageal reflux disease, stomach ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, um, you know, all of that, is partly because of the autonomic nervous system being messed up, right? You know, so and even diverticulitis and diverticulosis, the little blebs on the intestinal tract, the lower intestinal tract, the colon, you know, happens because there's not proper propulsion downwards. You know? it also happens because of the foods that we're eating that are low in fiber, and uh, <clears throat> low in, you know, in residue uh, too. But uh, that's you know, um, <clears throat> very very interesting take on the whole thing. And that's one of the reasons why why one of our treatment strategies works so well, which is segment therapy, you know, which is the resetting uh, of the acupuncture point system, you know, with low injections, with homeopathics, um, and uh, you know, local anesthetics and nutrients in them to literally get that uh, that autonomic nervous nervous system in the intestinal tract to start working properly.
3: Do you think if somebody lives long term under Chronic stress that they can actually like stay in a uh, get stuck in a sympathetic state too too much too
2: if much? they if they st- stand under stress a lot, yeah absolutely you know so chronic stress is different from acute stress because chronic stress puts you in constant adrenal overwhelm uh, and initially your adrenals can c- can cope and you you have a, a, what we call adrenal stress and uh, overproduction of cortisol. And then eventually the adrenals fail. The adrenals go into exhaustion. You get adrenal exhaustion, so then there's a collapse of cortisol production, and then eventually uh, adrenal failure. So, but adrenal uh, excess cortisol excess or cortisol production actually uh, puts you in sympathetic overload, and causes some of the very very things that we mentioned in, this, in the intestinal tract that, uh, that can contribute to <coughs> to inflammatory. Ah, uh, bowel disease and reflux disease and ulcers. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It would even suppress your immune system too to be able to handle, uh, you know, unhealthy bacteria, uh, everything. If you produce too much cortisol long term, it, suppress, it suppresses the immune system.
2: And that reminds me. There's another angle here that's absolutely critical. When we talk about stomach ulcers, reflux disease, you know, pro, pro, probiotics are also very, very important. Replenishing the good bacteria and suppressing bad bacteria and funguses in the intestinal tract and parasites. And so, a very pow- you know, a powerful probiotic is always very, very good uh, to take. And, 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 and uh, in this society of ours, where we overuse antibiotics. Even in stomach ulcers now, remember, in stomach ulcers, the story has changed. Now, now we treat stomach ulcers with antibiotics because of the H. pylori mm-hmm. uh, being <clears throat> responsible for uh, so much of, of the ulceration. And we also use antacids. So we block the acid, uh, treat the infection. But in the process, we blow out the good bacteria and the good fungus uh, like crazy. You know, so uh, in the end, you literally set the stage for another ulcer. Another uh, intestinal problem, if not ulceration, you know, because of you know, because of that. So, so it is so vital to reset the balance. So, if you have, if you're out there and you've been treated with stomach ulcers, you know, it's absolutely absolutely critical to go through a, a intense regimen of um, you know probiotics to reset that intestinal tract, and uh, starting with when you've used antibiotics, uh, something called saccharomycin. Sacromycin is a saprophytic. Uh, fungus, and uh, it's a good fungus that helps to fight bad fungus and bad bacteria. So you replace with a good fungus first, and then after you've done that, then you replace with good bacteria, you know, with the Bifidobacter, the Bactobacillus, the Acidophilus, and all that. So there's actually a one, two, three step that we have on uh, the website, and it's, uh, it's basically a probiotic reset protocol. And uh, that... Um, It's called the Probiotic Gut Support Package, and it takes you through saccharomycin first. You do the saccharomycin, then you do uh, the the orthobiotics, which is a combination of saccharomycin and the good bacteria, and you end up uh, with uh, something like the Nature's Probiotic, which is just a bacteria without the fungus. Mm -hmm. So uh, that usually takes about three months. So if you are in the habit of having, or if you've taken any antibiotics in your life and you've not done this, it's a good thing to do. Or if you eat a lot of meat, that is not organic, then this is this is also <clears throat> a, you know a great thing to do. Uh, we talked about the other package specials, by the way, <clears throat> earlier, uh, just before this this last break, um, for, for acid reflux disease. So the acid reflux and heartburn package uh, has three components on it: the Glutagenics, which is aloe vera, licorice root extract, and uh, glutamine. And I'll, I'll share more of the, uh, the detail on this uh, product, uh, protocol uh, for acid reflux disease and the protocol for stomach ulcers right after the break. Also, to give us a call at 877-484-9735. If you have any questions about our protocols uh, that we use on our patients here at QHI Wellness with these conditions, And or to go to shopqhi.com. Q-H-I, shop Be right back.
4: The doctor.
1: The news, I gotta... This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com.
0: Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. today call 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com doctor,
4: doctor, give me the news, I gotta...
0: welcome back
1: to dr peter devant live on toky He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBet live on Toginet.com. Here again is your
2: host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. where We're talking about um, basically reflux disease, uh, curing reflux disease or heartburn and stomach ulcers naturally. So, curing heartburn, stomach ulcers naturally, uh, is the subject we're talking about today. And uh, we kind of uh, have discussed, you know, the, the reasons why reflux disease happens, which is counter to the common knowledge out there. Um, oftentimes, not too much acid production, but too little, in spite of the fact that we have uh, gazillions of dollars of uh, antacid drugs being sold on the market, uh, making digestive. Issues worse, you know. Actual digestion process worse, I- even though uh, it d- helps with, uh, with 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 reflux disease. So, um, it's vital for us to to understand that, you know, that we uh, get that uh, uh, figured out because we have to help uh, the digestive tract work better. Um, if uh, if we're gonna get get re- reflux disease resolved and stomach ulcer disease. Uh, result. So Susan, again when we talk about uh, stomach ulcers, uh, ulcer disease, uh, ulcerative uh, <clears throat> conditions, uh, we have to understand that it's a microbe that, that is involved. We have to understand that it's not too much acid, it's actually too little acid. So even though we use antacid drugs initially, that is only to uh, manage the symptoms and to prevent a complication from occurring, which is uh, penetration of the ulcer through the stomach wall and into into the uh, the abdominal cavity, which can cause uh, death uh, very quickly to occur. <clears throat> you know that uh, it's called a ruptured uh, or, or a penetrating ulcer. Uh, also, bleeding is the other complication. So, with with uh, stomach ulcer disease, if you have a massive bleed, if that if that ulcer erodes into a major blood vessel, you can bleed to death. So, <clears throat> I have seen uh, both things happen in my career in in healthcare and uh, they're certainly not, not pretty. So sometimes we have to use this the antacid drug short-term to get control, but then over the long term we have to treat the source of, of the disease. We have to treat the stress program that is setting off uh, the stomach issue, and we want want to also uh, treat the the infection. Uh, and I prefer the natural protocols if, on my patients. So when I see a patient here at our facility at QHR Wellness, we use a supplement protocol called pylorosol, pylorosol, spelled P-I-L-O-R-I-C-I-L, and that is, uh, if I uh, remember correctly, on the acid reflux in the heartburn package uh, add-on. So you, there's not an initial protocol, but you can add that on uh, if your symptoms are not, um, actually spelled P-Y-L-O-R-I-C-I-L, P-Y-L-O-R-I-C-I-L. So that has mastica in it. Mastica is a wonderful herb that counters the growth of Helicobacter pylori. So <clears throat> so that, now on that package, the acid reflux and um, heartburn uh, package, you can also, you'll see again the glutagenics, which has the um, uh, aloe vera, licorice root, and L-glutamine in it. And L-glutamine is a, uh, the amino acid that is absolutely critical for replenishing and re- revitalizing the intestinal lining from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have to go through the bloodstream, uh, it goes directly right. into the cells. And uh, you always mention that, you know, if people are massively stressed. Um, <clears throat> in certain circumstances, they use the L-glutamine for something else. Just tell us again what you were.
3: Um, even just low-grade acidosis, which can be from eating too many acid forming foods. And when I say that, when I don't mean acid in the stomach, I mean acid at the very end, their breakdown products yield an acid. So your blood becomes too acidic. And uh, glutamine is one of the first things that uh, is used uh, to make ammonia to counter the acidity uh, because uh, ammonia is a base which is the opposite of an acid. Uh, And it's frequently why you'll see older people uh, lose their muscle mass. One, they're often uh, dehydrated, um, and for a myriad of other reasons, they become uh, acidotic as they become more ill. And as they become more ill, then they just literally dismantle themselves in order to counteract the acidity. They dismantle their own L-glutamine from their stomach lining, which causes uh, inflammatory bowel disease. And muscle muscle wasting as they unload it from their muscles too, and they also will use calcium uh, from their bone, calcium and magnesium from their bones.
2: Yeah, that that makes sense. So, and and Susan, the other thing that's in that product is aloe vera, and aloe vera uh, is uh, you know a rich a rich source of certain sugars, Um, you know, four carbon and five carbon sugars that are also very very helpful in uh, number one, fighting infection. Mm-hmm. So it literally shuts off uh, infections because the bacteria cannot thrive on those sugars. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and aloe vera also has other natural substances in that promote the healing of mucous membranes, uh, and literally uh, creates a little bit of a mucus itself. It you does. know, so <clears throat> so uh, not everybody can tolerate aloe vera, but I would say ninety-five percent of the patients that I see do just fine with it, and. Uh, so that glutagenics, that is a powder. We also use that same protocol for irritable bowel syndrome. We use it for leaky gut syndrome or increased gut permeability disorder. We did a show uh, last week on increased gut permeability disorder. So for those of you that did not, uh, were not able to listen to that, uh, we talked about repairing the gut lining, and uh, you know, so <clears throat> you'll you'll hear an expansion on you know things that we talked about today you know, that uh, that has to do with the gut lining disruption. One, one of the other things that I did want to mention, though, Susan, is, you know, there's, a, there's a, a, a food preparation technique that greatly contributes also to acid reflux disease. What is that? And it's the same uh, one that we talked about in leaky gut syndrome, and that is microwaving. Oh. When we microwave foods, it imparts that energy, that microwave energy, uh, into the intestinal tract, on onto the intestinal tract, the lining of the intestinal tracts. So we literally see a, a destruction of that lining. So much more leaky gut syndrome, much more reflux, much more uh, intestinal malfeasance, You know, constipation uh, and so forth. When we have uh, people consuming microwave foods and even fluids. So you know, simply just heating water up uh, in a microwave oven is already. Uh, Gonna cause you problems because of that radiation uh, out. You know, so what you radiate in is radiated out, and in a form and in a way that actually uh, creates a a lesion or destruction.
3: Even water. Well, I know about the. uh, Well, you talked about the uh, experiment that your daughter did, the science experiment with the microwave water, but I didn't know it could send radiation back out at you.
2: Yeah, I mean you're heating it up and. um, you know, heating water up with microwave energy, and that uh, to a particular type of energy, even when the water is cooled down to room temperature, uh, will literally <clears throat> radiate back out, and contribute to um, you know to uh, because they store energy in water even you know at room temperature, and so um, it's you know it's it's really funky. When I first heard of this, I thought, oh, that's weird. And then I saw her experiment, and everybody was bowled over by the response because the the plant that was given, uh, treated, you know, was given water from a microwave source that was cooled down uh, did much more poorly than a plant that was given just regular stovetop heated water. And uh, <clears throat> I've seen that replayed, you know, over and over again in other similar experiments. You know, so mm. uh, so it's it's uh, <laughs> if you have a microwave uh, oven, you you can certainly do that experiment um, at home. The biggest mistake we made is we used a very hardy plant to do the experiment on, so it was a little bit harder uh, to see as quickly. <laughs> but if you use a very sensitive plant, it'll literally kill it within about nine days uh, of <clears throat> of doing the experiment. That's that's what I you know, first took note. By the way, the Russians have figured this out because uh, right from the get-go, when GE, GE first manufactured, was started manufacturing uh, microwave ovens. Uh, the Russians would not let them into Russia because uh, they actually did some experiments on on animals, mice, and found the very, very damaging effects on the health of those mice and they never proved them for human use so wow. so you go to Russia, apparently you don't see any microwave ovens around I, I, you know it's hard for me to believe.
3: Well, I'm but, glad that uh, I never liked them anyway. I didn't like the quality of the food, so, but I, I did use it for water frequently. <laughs> I don't now, but I used to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Susan, the other thing I wanted to say is with reflux disease, it is absolutely v- critical that when you treat reflux disease in uh, yourself or peptic ulcer disease, when you have uh, br- brought about healing by, you know, for instance, using the, the acid reflux kit, Uh, acid reflux and and, um, uh, heartburn kit. Uh, Once you have symptomatic relief, then you also want to make sure that your digestion is improved. And actually, you have to do that kind of right from the get-go. So there's a supplement called Digestion Optimizer Formula on that kit that has the enzymes, the acid, and the uh, the bile to help you to improve your digestion right from the get-go. So on the one hand, you want to... Uh, suppress the action of, of uh, acid in the esophagus, but you want the stomach to be able to digest properly and uh, <clears throat> so you have to put that in. Now, if the stomach is raw you don't do it before, uh, long before the meal, you just do it right before you eat but if the stomach is still raw uh, if the stomach's not raw anymore and is healed then you can do it up to 15 minutes before meals so you do one to two uh, capsules of the digestion optimizer before meal uh, <clears throat> and then d- After the meal or during the meal, you can actually take additional acid tablets and enzymes to complete that process, especially if you're eating heavier proteins like meat uh, and so forth, Uh, meat and other animal proteins. You want to take a little extra uh, acid. There's a supplement called Metagest, M-E-T-A-G-E-S-T. That's uh, betaine hydrochloride that actually will improve that digestive process. And then the last uh supplement there is the azepangin. So azepangin, A-Z-E-O-P-A-N-G-E-N, is an industrial strength uh, uh, enzyme that will digest virtually anything <laughs> that you put in your mouth. You put that, take that also uh, uh, either just uh, right at the beginning of the meal or you can take it even after the meal you know, once the acid uh, has had a chance to work. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, it does. I I looked at the bottle. It it is industrial strength. <laughs> yeah.
2: So um, so folks, if you want any more information, if you want education on the subject, uh, call us 877-484-9735. seven three five eight seven seven four eight four nine seven three five. You're at QHI Wellness, uh, or you can go to shopqhi.com. Shopqhi.com. You can email us too with your questions or your comments, and uh, we will be back tomorrow with another nice show. Uh, have a great day.
4: To give me the news I got a bad
1: case of you. Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter Devent Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern.